Section 24 of The Common Reader. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Common Reader by Virginia Woolf. The Patron and the Crocus. Young men and women beginning to write are generally given the plausible, but utterly impracticable, advice to write what they have to write as shortly as possible as clearly as possible and without other thought in their minds except to say exactly what is in them nobody ever adds on these occasions the one thing needful and be sure you choose your patron wisely though that is the gist of the whole matter for a book is always written for somebody to read and since the patron is not merely the paymaster but also in a very subtle and insidious way the instigator and inspirer of what is written it is of the utmost importance that he should be a desirable man but who then is the desirable man the patron who will cajole the best out of the writer's brain and bring to birth the most varied and vigorous progeny of which he is capable different ages have answered the question differently the elizabethans to speak roughly chose the aristocracy to write for and the playhouse public the eighteenth-century patron was a combination of coffee-house wit and grub street bookseller in the nineteenth century the great writers wrote for the half-crown magazines and the leisured classes and looking back and applauding the splendid results of these different alliances it all seems enviably simple and plain as a pikestaff compared with our own predicament for whom should we write for the present supply of patrons is of unexampled and bewildering variety there is the daily press the weekly press the monthly press the English public, and the American public, the best-seller public, and the worst-seller public, the highbrow public, and the red-blood public, all now organized self-conscious entities, capable, through their various mouthpieces, of making their needs known, and their approval, or displeasure, felt. Thus the writer who has been moved by the sight of the first crocus in Kensington Gardens has, before he sets pen to paper, to choose from a crowd of competitors the particular patron who suits him best it is futile to say dismiss them all think only of your crocus because writing is a method of communication and the crocus is an imperfect crocus until it has been shared the first man or the last may write for himself alone but he is an exception and an unenviable one at that and the gulls are welcome to his works if the gulls can read them granted then that every writer has some public or other at the end of his pen the high-minded will say that it should be a submissive public accepting obediently whatever he likes to give it plausible as the theory sounds great risks are attached to it for in that case the writer remains conscious of his public yet is superior to it an uncomfortable and unfortunate combination as the works of samuel butler george meredith and henry james may be taken to prove each despised the public each desired a public each failed to attain a public and each wreaked his failure upon the public by a succession gradually increasing in intensity of angularities obscurities and affectations which no writer whose patron was his equal and friend would have thought it necessary to inflict their crocuses in consequence are tortured plants beautiful and bright but with something wry-necked about them malformed shrivelled on the one side overblown on the other a touch of the sun would have done them a world of good 
shall we then rush to the opposite extreme and accept if in fancy alone the flattering proposals which the editors of the times and the daily news may be supposed to make us twenty pounds down for your crocus in precisely fifteen hundred words which shall blossom upon every breakfast-table from john o'groats to the land's end before nine o'clock to-morrow morning with the writer's name attached but will one crocus be enough and must it not be a very brilliant yellow to shine so far to cost so much and to have one's name attached to it the press is undoubtedly a great multiplier of crocuses but if we look at some of those plants we shall find that they are only very distantly related to the original little yellow or purple flower which pokes up through the grass in kensington gardens about this time of year the newspaper crocus is amazing but still a very different plant it fills precisely the space allotted to it it radiates a golden glow it is genial affable warm-hearted it is beautifully finished too for let nobody think that the art of our dramatic critic of the times or of mr lind of the daily news is an easy one it is no despicable feat to start a million brains running at nine o'clock in the morning to give two million eyes something bright and brisk and amusing to look at but the night comes and these flowers fade so little bits of glass lose their lustre if you take them out of the sea great prima donnas howl like hyenas if you shut them up in telephone boxes and the most brilliant of articles when removed from its element is dust and sand and the husks of straw journalism embalmed in a book is unreadable the patron we want then is one who will help us to preserve our flowers from decay but as his qualities change from age to age and it needs considerable integrity and conviction not to be dazzled by the pretensions or bamboozled by the persuasions of the competing crowd this business of patron finding is one of the tests and trials of authorship to know whom to write for is to know how to write some of the modern patron's qualities are however fairly plain the writer will require at this moment it is obvious a patron with a book-reading habit rather than the play-going habit nowadays too he must be instructed in the literature of other times and races but there are other qualities which are special weaknesses and tendencies demand in him there is the question of indecency for instance which plagues us and puzzles us much more than it did the elizabethans the twentieth-century patron must be immune from shock he must distinguish infallibly between the little clod of manure which sticks to the crocus of necessity and that which is plastered to it out of bravado he must be a judge too of those social influences which inevitably play so large a part in modern literature and able to say which matures and fortifies which inhibits and makes sterile further there is a motion for him to pounce on and in no department can he do more useful work than in bracing a writer against sentimentality on the one hand and a craven fear of expressing his feeling on the other it is worse he will say and perhaps more common to be afraid of feeling than to feel too much he will add perhaps something about language and point out how many words shakespeare used and how much grammar shakespeare violated while we though we keep our fingers so demurely to the black notes on the piano have not appreciably improved upon antony and cleopatra and if you can forget your sex altogether he will say so much the better a writer has none but all this is by the way elementary and disputable the patron's prime quality is something different only to be expressed perhaps 
by the use of that convenient word which cloaks so much atmosphere it is necessary that the patron should shed and envelop the crocus in an atmosphere which makes it appear a plant of the very highest importance so that to misrepresent it is the one outrage not to be forgiven this side of the grave he must make us feel that a single crocus if it be a real crocus is enough for him that he does not want to be lectured elevated instructed or improved that he is sorry that he bullied carlyle into vociferation tennyson into idyllics and ruskin into insanity that he is now ready to efface himself or assert himself as his writers require that he is bound to them by a more than maternal tie that they are twins indeed one dying if the other dies one flourishing if the other flourishes that the fate of literature depends upon their happy alliance all of which proves as we began by saying that the choice of a patron is of the highest importance but how to choose rightly how to write well those are the questions end of section twenty four recording by olivia